Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Central Texas Football Podcast. It is playoff season in the great state of Texas, and we're here to talk about it in the bi-district preview. My name is Ryan Fox, joined alongside Kenny Heath. And Kenny, how are you doing today, sir? Doing good, man. Excited. Uh, playoff season is upon us, and I'm ready to get into it. Got a great show for y'all today, as always. Uh, we will not have the uh, Matt Step question of the week this week. He's up uh, visiting family up in Canada, so safe travels to Matt. He will not be joining us for the question of the week this week, uh, but we do have some great content for you, as always. David Smoke will be joining us uh, for an interview here in just a moment, the voice of um, Waco Midway football uh, 365 as well and um, a veteran of the Central Texas and East Texas fo- yeah. high school football coverage as Owner well. of uh, Smokey.com too. Yep, the forums as well so uh, we'll talk with him later on and then of course later on the show how we usually do the show is we usually do our previews, our, our reviews, previews, and then we have like a set pick'em, uh, which Curtis Quillen joins us on, the former sports director at KCN Channel 6 in Waco, uh, joins us on those. But we're going to do it a little bit different today. We're going to look at and talk about every single playoff game, mention it, or that a Central Texas team that we cover throughout the season is participating in. Now, we won't go in-depth on every single game. I think we've picked, selected five or six uh, to go more in-depth on as we go. But we're kind of we're going to kind of set it up as kind of like a pseudo-pick'em. Like, the entire show will be a pick'em. But we're just going to touch on every single game. Uh, I think there is probably like... I didn't do a count, but it looks like we got 25, 30 games uh, with Central Texas representation here in the bi-district round of the playoffs. And I'm ready to get into it, Kenny. Yeah, and if your team's missing, it's Ryan's fault because he, he made the list. Up. I, I didn't make the list, but I I promise you, I, <laughs> I, I went as in-depth as I could with every single district that we've been talking about all season long. So if your team is left out, I do apologize. Uh, just send me an angry email and I will fix it next week. So let's just jump right into it, Kenny. Uh, uh, we will start off again with our interview uh, with David Smoke. So here's Kenny's interview with David Smoke. All right, I'm here with David Smoke from uh, 365 Sports, the owner of Smokey.com. He's a Heisman voter, a Litnikoff voter, and he's also a uh, built forward Texas Tough Player of the Week voter. Smokey, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Kenny. It is that time. It's, you know, when the season starts, when we actually get to that first week in August, that first week of games in August, there's 17 weeks. And you don't ever want to look too far ahead, whether you're covering a team that's really good or one that's struggling or whatever's going on in your life. You just go week by week. You look up, and my goodness, here we are. We have six to go. And, of course, the playoffs begin. Well, first of all, thanks for hopping on. And, you know, the question I got for you is, you know, long time East Texas. Now you're in Central Texas for a long time. What about this year, this season? What team kind of stuck out to you? What, what, what's the big story this year? Oh, man. Um, well, you know, I do broadcast for Midway. That's not like a big statewide story, but it's the first time since 2019 they're in the state playoffs. Uh, that's a pretty nice story. Uh, I, I think that Lorena ending uh, what Franklin had going with that 32-game winning streak, obviously that was uh, a, a surprise to me. Uh, there's no question about it. You know, uh, some of what Whitney's done, I'm not saying it because I'm talking to you. I mean, they scored just a bunch of points and have had some nice wins along the way. I know they opened up with, what, Grossbeck coming up? Yep. But, you know, uh, uh, I had Jamie Driscoll, the head coach at Malakoff, 
who they've been knocking on the door, man, for about 10 years. He's a heck of a coach. I used to cover his dad. The, the school, uh, the, the stadium in Crockett is named after his father, Monty Driscoll Stadium. Great guy. And and so, I, I you know, that, that's been nice. They're just really good, and they beat Grandview straight up their hand on everybody. Not sure what's going to happen because 3A Division One to me, is unbelievably competitive. Uh, but, you know, that's one of the good stories. I, I thought one of the stories, it was kind of, I talked to Greg Jacobs, the head coach of Crawford, you know, they've been in the playoffs every year since like 07 and probably haven't missed many times in the last 30 years. But they had to come down to Friday. They had to take care of their business and hope a couple of things happened uh, with teams losing. It happened. They're in the postseason. They're in the playoffs. And it was a, how about the Crawford was on the edge of not making the playoffs. And they had a couple of disappointing losses this year. But those are some of the stories. I think what Lake Dalton's done with the great Micah Hudson, Brian Cope, the head coach, they're good. They're not great. They're going to get tested right out of the bat uh, in, in the first round of the playoffs. And let me see. Um, I, you know, I think, I think I've covered the three-day Division One: Grandview, Lorena, Whitney, Franklin. Uh, and then, of course, I mentioned Malakoff, which is more in East Texas. I mean, it's, man, Academy, they go eight and two, and they're good. Uh, absolutely. They play one of the top teams in the, play one of the top teams in the state in Hitchcock. Who's nine and one, and then and I mean that district, that academy and Lorena and Franklin. I mean Yo doesn't make it, Troy doesn't make it, McGregor doesn't make it. That was a just a great district, and and, I, and it probably will then show up on how deep some of those teams go in the postseason. All right, real quick, Central Texas-wise, a couple of first-round matchups that kind of uh, pique your interest. You know, you've got a, a game that I think is going to be a lot better than most people think in Axtell and Valley Mills because Valley Mills has really came on here at the end of the year. And then, you know, you've got a, a Lake Belt and Denton Ryan matchup. So w- which ones kind of interest you the most? Uh, Axel's still kind of a nice favorite, probably, you know, it depends on who you talk to. I know that Jerry Forrest on PickSkinPrep.com has him as a, a, t- a two-touchdown favorite, but Valley Mills, you know, he, six and four, that's a nice run for them. Uh, they, they, and that's the district, that's the other team I was talking about that had Crawford and Riesel and, and uh, Rosebud Lott was involved. And, and obviously Moody had a huge win at the end of the year. I believe it was against Rosebud Lot. Came back and beat them, and then Valley Mills. I, I think Axel's just really, really good. I, I like their coach. I've, I've known him for a long, long time. They have the one, um, you know, they, they, they just haven't. The one game they played at Dawson, and Dawson had a player earlier this year who had a great, great individual game, ran for almost 400 yards. That was the closest game they've had. Italy was close, but they have killed people. I mean, hammered them most of the year, and they're rolling 10 and 0 Axel. How about that story? <laughs> That's a great story. So I, I think Axel, still have probably a two touchdown favorite. That game's going to be played at McGregor. So uh, I, I still think Axel is just too much for Valley Mills. And then you mentioned uh, Lake Belton and Dead Ryan. I mean, whoa. I mean, you hear the name, and there's still teams that have names, right? That they have. They're still, even with Odessa Permian being somewhat average or above average in recent years, I mean, it's still Permian. Uh, and, but Denton Ryan has been better 
more recently. And so that will be kind of an interesting game of how that works out. Can Lake Belton get that offense going and put enough points on the board to create a problem right there? This is not um, – I wouldn't say your daddy's like the Denton Lion because they've been good more recently, but they have not been dominant. Uh, they have not been dominant. But then you look at their losses to the Colony, who's really good. They lost by seven. And then, of course, they lost to Alito – 25-19. So you would think that because of who they play, that they're probably a little bit too much for Lake Belton. But I think that is, you're right, that's one of the juiciest, uh, good-looking first-round matchups in the state of Texas. Hey, Smokey, we appreciate you hopping on, man. And uh, let's get together sometime down the, uh, down the line in the playoffs, and we'll talk again. Hey, you tell me when, and I'll make it uh, happen. Thanks for asking me, Kenny. And that was Kenny's interview with David Smoke, the voice of the Midway Panthers. And we'll go more in depth about their opening round matchup with Waxahachie here in just a couple moments. But let's just jump right into our uh, by-district preview. And we will start Harker Heights at DeSoto. You know, Harker Heights has had a great season, a little step down from where they were last year. And it just seems like every year they run into this DeSoto team in the first round. And I think it's safe to say, again, taking nothing away from Harker Heights, they're a great team. But DeSoto's probably the favorite to make the state championship out of that west side of the bracket. Yeah, DeSoto, you know, they I don't know if they're going to be challenged much in the first couple of rounds, but yeah, I got DeSoto. Yeah, and especially coming off that huge victory over Duncanville last week, or the week before. DeSoto... They scored 49 points on Duncanville that game. Going into that game, Duncanville had only given up 26 points all season. That was kind of a stunner. You know, Duncanville's had their number for a while, and, uh, you know, kind of cool to see DeSoto go in there and uh, get the dub. Yeah, and it's we have a chance again because last year we saw DeSoto go to this Division II bracket, which they have again this year, and then Duncanville go up to Division One. And last year, both representatives of that district won their respective state championships. So we have a chance to see that again. So we'll keep an eye on that one as well. But again, Harker Heights at DeSoto. Again, in Class 5A, most of 5A, but I think all of 6A, usually the higher seed has a home game in the opening round. So this game will actually be played at Eagle Stadium in DeSoto, which I think just adds to DeSoto's advantage. So I will take DeSoto pretty comfortably over Harker Heights in this one. Yeah, we're we're all in agreement. And and again, just just to note again, as we go through these games, Curtis Quillen, like always on the Pickums, will be joining us uh, with his picks throughout every single game. And now one of the aforementioned games, Waxahachie at Midway. Again, like we just mentioned with these 6A opening round playoff games the higher seed has the has the home field advantage now midway after i think did they win the did they win the district championship or did they give the number one seed to no, uh, i think they yeah i think they won a share or they it was, a, it was a share yeah. probably yeah because their only loss was to harker heights yeah. and i think harker heights only loss was to uh gosh i'm drawing a blank here weiss weiss probably yeah. and then but uh, Midway beat Weiss pretty handily uh, as well. So they probably had kind of a three-way share uh, for the district championship there. Regardless, they will be hosting Waxahachie. And this game's a bit intriguing for me because Midway is probably the hottest team in Central Texas, arguably at least. And, the, and again, this game will be played 7.30 Friday night in Hewitt. And I think that's huge to, for them to have this game at home. Yeah, I mean, I think them and Lorena both equally very, very hot. But, you know, what a turnaround. And, yeah. uh, you know, when Coach uh, Ramirez – Yeah. Yeah, Coach Ramirez took over, man, uh, kind of a different team. 
getting hot at the right time, I think. You know, and I, I like them to win this one. Yeah. Uh, it's tough, though. Waxahachie, I think, like I said, they've been – they have two losses, but – you can't really fault them for either one. Their two losses are to Duncanville and DeSoto. And yeah, that's not a, a matter, is it? Yeah, not at all. And they, they took care of business throughout the rest of the district. Waxahachie, they're probably a team they're, – they're a good enough team where if they were in any other district, they'd probably be at least fighting for the district championship there. So I think this Waxahachie team is really good. I think they're going to get the win on the road here against Midway. And I hate to say that with Midway. I mean, they've been unbelievable starting in district play. They went 5-1. and one. All five of their regular season games came in district play after starting off 0-4. And a lot of that success came after the resignation of Shane Anderson. But their lone loss in district was to Harker Heights, which gave them the seeding that they had. But I still think Waxahachie's more battle-tested overall. I think Waxahachie takes this one by two scores. Hmm. All right, we'll see. What does Curtis say on this one? Curtis says midway. Okay, I like it. So we have... I have Waxahachie, and you two will take Midway. Now let's make our way back down the list in kind of a similar situation to Harker Heights. We have Colleen Shoemaker playing an away, away playoff game at Alito. Alito's the number one team in 5A Division One, and this <laughs> it seems like all these Central Texas teams, especially at the 5A and 6A levels, are just lined up with a gauntlet of state perennial state championships in these other districts. So, but yeah, I think Alito will win this one at home. Yeah. And I think those other teams are ready to see what happens with this realignment coming up this next year and get out, get out of that grouping with that, with that district. And then speaking of another just buzzsaw in the first round, Lake Belton uh, falling to the number three seed out of their district after losing, um, they lost to Red Oak and then kind of lost to, not, I wouldn't call it a stunner because Midlothian's a really good team, but Midlothian went on the road to Belton and beat Lake Belton at home and, you know, kind of dropped Lake Belton to that number three seed. And for their trouble, they get Denton Ryan in Denton in the first round. And this is just the second year in a row that Lake Belton, after having a phenomenal regular season, just kind of gets a tough matchup in the first round. I mean, last year they had to play Burleson Centennial at Burleson last year, and they lost that one. Then Denton Ryan, I mean, you look at this Denton Ryan team, they have two district losses, and one of them was kind of a head-scratching shocker to the colony, but then they played number one Alito at home and only lost by six. Played them tough, and, and I think uh, Smokey talked about that. You know, colony, the colony is not a bad team. You know, they're no. kind of on the, on the upswing, but uh, yeah. tough matchup. But, you know, I think – Lake's got the horses to get it done. I'm going to go with Lake Belton. I like it. I think, again, again, the home field advantage is crazy. I'm not going to be surprised of all, at all if Lake Belton goes in there and wins. But I think just how good Denton Ryan has been. I mean, Denton Ryan is Denton Ryan. But I'm just so impressed of how close they played Alito. Because Alito hasn't, hasn't lost a district game since, I think, what, 2007 or something like that? It's been a while. They had the longest district winning streak in the state of Texas by a very considerable margin. And then Denton Ryan threatened that one. I think Denton Ryan's going to win this one at home. Again, I hate to pick against the Central Texas teams, but when they're lined up against all these perennial state championship contenders, it's just hard to look the other way. So I'm going to take Denton Ryan at home on this one. What do you and uh, Curtis say? I've got Lake, Belton, and Curtis has Denton Ryan also. So then, yeah, me and Curtis will take Denton Ryan, and then Kenny will take uh, Lake Belton in this one. And then another 
uh, matchup in those two districts. Burleson Centennial will be at Red Oak. Now, both these teams are kind of DFW area, but Red Oak is in that district with Lake Belton and the Killeen schools. And uh, Red Oak's very, very good. Yeah, so they're yeah, very Williams good. Williams and company, very good football. And then Burleson Centennial, a really, really good team as well. Kind of a step below what they were last year. They're still very good. And, you know, Coach Kyle Geller over there at Centennial, he's been the head coach for the entirety of that program's history. And they run that – old school triple option offense and that's how Kyle Geller likes to win games run the ball drown the clock and play good defense and they've been playing really good defense as well giving up about 16 points per game as well they're only two losses of course being Denton Ryan and Alito much like we were saying with Waxahachie earlier their only two losses were to DeSoto and Duncanville for Centennial it was Denton Ryan and Alito so it's kind of that same situation there Centennial and any other district would probably be fighting for that district title spot uh, but I'm going to take I'm probably going to take Red Oak in this one as well. I think their their body of work overall. I think I think Burleson Centennial that Alito district is kind of top heavy, but I think that Red Oak, you know, Lake Belton district top to bottom is more has more depth. I think Red Oak has overall played uh, better competition. You know, if, when you look at the entire depth and their entire body of work, so I'll take Red Oak in this one as well. What says Curtis? He's got Red Oak also. So we'll take a Red Oak sweep across the board. And then how about this? Austin Crockett at Waco University. University hosting a playoff game for the first time since 1996. And I think this will be a really, really fun matchup here. But I think University wins pretty handily in this one. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're kind of hot. London Smith and, and that running back. Uh, what was his name? Ladarius uh, Evans. Evans yeah. uh, good one-two combo. Yeah, so I got, I got University. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll take University as well. Does, what does Curtis have? Does he have the he Trojans? He has uh, University, yeah. So. so a Trojan sweep across the board. And then uh, another matchup there in that district, we have Austin Travis. Uh, at Belton, I think same thing. I think Belton wins pretty handily in this one. Hey, and one thing we need, uh, you know, in the previous years in six A, the home t- the the one seed got the home field advantage. Well, they're doing mm. that in five A now, so the five A okay. team gets the home field advantage. So, uh, yeah, we the, got Belton across the board. Belton across the board. Okay, and then we have Alvarado at Kennedale. This is a re- rematch from I think. Week one or week two, yeah. and Alvarado won that game very handily the first round. It's kind of like a uh, – Kennedale kind of had the same situation last year with La Vega. They played them early in the season, and I think they won. And then back in the playoffs, uh, they beat them you know, and got revenge. Or it might have been vice versa. I'm not sure. But it's the same situation um, – for Kennedale here with Alvarado. Who do y'all have in this one? I've got La Vega. Or I'm sorry, I got Alvarado. Uh, Curtis has got Kennedale. And I just think, you know, Alvarado, I think, you know, that they, they got a really athletic quarterback over yep. there, a, a, a kind of a dual threat dude. So I'm going to go with the Indians. I'm going to take Alvarado on this one as well. And that game will be played, I believe, Friday night at that beautiful stadium over there in Crowley that they just opened about oh, yeah. two or three years ago. I haven't ago. been there. I'd like to go. Uh, I haven't been there. I've driven by it because I think it's off, it off the interstate. No, I, it's off Chisholm Trail Parkway, okay. I believe. Oh, okay. And I think I've driven by it a couple times. or It's either off that or off 917. I'm not sure. Um, but I've driven. I've never been there, but I've driven by it. And, uh, yeah, it's. I've seen videos and pictures of it, and I've watched broadcasts conducted from that stadium. It's beautiful. It's state-of-the-art, absolutely. One of the top. Uh, in DFW, but uh, and it will play host to Alvarado Kennedale and uh, what was it? You and I have Alvarado and Curtis has Kennedale on this one. Yes. And so now let's jump down to La Vega at Fort Worth Dunbar. This game will be played at a neutral site as well at Corsicana's Tiger Stadium. 
I think La Vega wins this one pretty handily as well. Yeah, I think uh, Junior Thornton and Bryson Rowland do yep. their thing, and it's not going to be much of a game. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'll take La Vega. I assume Curtis does as well. Yep. And then so now we'll stay in Class 4A in that same district matchup there as we have Fort Worth Western Hills at Stephenville. Now this, they flipped home and home for this one, and Stephenville won the won the, to- <laughs> won the toss. And they will, or they might not have flipped. They might have just yeah. selected. I'm not sure. But regardless, this game will be played at Tarleton Memorial Stadium. And, again, I think just too much to ask for Western Hills to go into Stephenville and take what this one. What were you thinking, Coach? Oh, man. <laughs> just say, hey, let's just play in Burleson or something. Don't go to Stephenville. Oh, but that is what they're doing. I'll take Stephenville home. Probably, probably by They probably named their score in this Yeah, one. we got Stephenville across the board. Then we have Lake Worth at China Spring. This game will be played at Lumpkin Stadium over in Waxahachie. I think same Hatchie. deal here. I think I think China Spring wins pretty handily in this yeah, one. Yeah. And China Spring across the board. And then kind of an interesting matchup here. I think this Hillsborough at Graham. This will be played at Alito's Bearcat Stadium. Uh, Graham's been one of the top teams in that region that year. I think, although Hillsborough, they've kind of been up and down, but a lot of that's been due to their injury with, with the quarterback Moses Rangel and their defense have, although they started off strong, were kind of inconsistent throughout district play. I think Graham probably wins this one pretty handily. Yeah, I kind of had high hopes for Hillsborough, maybe getting yeah. a higher seed. Just didn't work out for them. But, yeah, Graham's just really, really good football team. So, uh, yeah, Graham across yeah, the board. So we'll all take the steers in that one. And then interesting matchup here. We have Midland Greenwood taking on Glen Rose. This game will be played at Abilene Shotwell Stadium. I don't know much about this Greenwood team, to be honest, but Glen Rose, they ended up, you know, we were kind of not burying them, but kind of just brushing them off in the side when you lose a guy like Hudson White and a lot of the weapons they had. But they just went out there and proved everyone wrong and took that district title. Yeah, they, you know, they kind of played well uh, when it counted, you know, in districts. So, yeah, and, and I got, you know, uh, Curtis has one in, and I do too. Yeah, I do as well. I think at the end of the day, you know, again, we don't know much about Greenwood. I know they made it to like a, a semifinal or a fourth round push back in like 2018 or something. That's about the extent of my Greenwood Ranger football knowledge but i think at the end of the day it's a one seed versus a four seed so i'll take glenn rose in this one as well and again that game will be played in abilene at shotwell stadium i've never been there but that's a bucket list stadium for me as well and then now we'll stay in class four we have sweetwater taking on godly this will be played at gordon wood stadium in brownwood who do you have in this one? I think this is a toss-up game. Yeah, I'm going to go Golly. Maybe, you know, they're primed for another little postseason run like last year. Mm-hmm. I don't mo- know I much agree. about Sweetwater. I know it's a historic program. Yes. But, you know, they're, they're a three seed, right? So Yeah, it is a two versus three, yeah. so yes. Yeah, I'm going to go Godly. Curtis is going Sweetwater. I'm probably going to – gosh. It, this one, I really think it's a true toss-up. But I think – the, like you mentioned, it's kind of a similar situation of what Godley was at last year. They kind of finished with like a six and four or five and five record, and then kind of made like a three or four round push last year. I think you're right. I think they're primed to do that again. So I will take Godley in this one as well. So you and I will take Godley, and then uh, Curtis will take Sweetwater, and then again, uh, now moving down to our Class Three A matchups in Division One. We have Maypearl taking on Malakoff. This one will also be played at uh, Corsicana's Tiger Stadium. I think this one will be played Thursday night. And then again, I think this one's going to just be all Malakoff. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, and, for Fairfield, yeah. Mal- I, or I'm sorry for uh, Maypearl. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Maypearl play twice. 
Uh, yeah, I just, you know, cough is, man, they're on a different level yeah. than just about every other team in this region. So no shame to Maypearl, but yeah, they're, they're, you know, in my opinion, they're the, they're the region favorite until somebody beats them. And then I, I didn't mention this at the top of the show, but at the end of the show, following our pick slash game preview, we'll go through all of our brackets from class six, a down to two way and kind of give our region favorites and our state championship favorites as well. And then kind of alluding to that, you know, Malakoff, I, I have them making to the state championship game so a little preview for that later on uh, i think yeah i think malakoff we have malakoff across the board uh, to take this one over may pearl again nothing is may pearl just malakoff's just yeah just on their own different plan mm-hmm. right now and so now we'll move down to i st- or stay in class three division one rather we have fairfield taking on grandview this one will also be played at lumpkin stadium in waxahachie presumably on Third, no, it could be Friday night. I'm not sure because the other one was China Spring and Lake Worth. So one of them, one of those games will be Thursday. They're the other one will be Friday. Sometime this week they're going to play. So yeah, and then and the Hatchie. And I think uh, again, I think this is going to be all Grandview. I think Fairfield's kind of been, you know, they've been you know pushing some teams early this year, but closing out games has kind of been their issue. I think. I think Granby will win this one pretty handily. I think this was the first-round matchup last year as well, and Granby took care of business. I expect much of the same here in this yeah, one. Yeah, you know, Granby, uh, you know, they early setback against uh, Malakoff, who, you know, yeah. beat them soundly, and then, you know, a tough, tight two games against West and Whitney, and, you know, that you know you got to win those games yep. uh, in, in district, and then when you move to the playoffs, it's going to do nothing but help you. So, yeah, I got, I got the Zebra. Yeah, I'll take the Zebras as well. I assume Curtis does as well. Yeah. So we have Zebras across the board. And now let's move on to Waco ISD Stadium, a 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon kickoff as the 8-2 and two Grosbeck Goats take on the 9-1 and one Whitney Wildcats. Now, something to mention about this game, Whitney did not play their Week 11 matchup. The, the Dallas Gateway forfeited that one, so they haven't played – since that kind of crazy Grandview game where they started Friday night and finished on Saturday. So, actually, the last time they played was on a Saturday as well. So, But it was two weeks ago. So, uh, again, Grosbeck, the number three seed out of District 8. Their two losses were to Malakoff and Tig. And then Whitney with the number two seed out of District 7. Their lone loss uh, was an eight-point loss at Grandview. Uh, I think this is an intri- intriguing matchup here. I think f- – the key for both games will come in the run game. I think Grosbeck needs to establish a run game. I think Whitney needs to do everything they can to stop that run game. Yeah, and, you know, if you look at Whitney's last game, you know, their secondary got torched. So, mm-hmm. if you're Grosbeck, do you take a chance and say, all right, we're going to come out and try to throw the ball against y'all? And, you know, and I, I agree with you. If I'm Whitney, you know, that quarterback, uh, Trent Platt, he can throw a little yep. bit and he can run. He's a, he's a small dude. He's really quick. So you're gonna have to contain him. They got two really young. I don't. One of them was hurt. I don't know if he's back. The freshman. You know, they got two really young running backs that are really good. And yeah. You're gonna have to contain that run. And if you're Whitney on offense, I just think you play your game and yeah. toss the ball around, get it to your playmakers. And and you know, uh, Deshaun Johnson, the Tay Tay. Yeah. Uh, he proved that he can. You know, he he carried the ball 30 times against Grandview, rushed for around 100 yards. So uh, he can get it done. And it'll be interesting. But I, I got you know, I just you know. Grandview got thr- or uh, Grossbeck got throttled pretty good by Teague and Malakoff, yeah. and and if you're if Whitney is who they think they are, they're you know not a Malakoff caliber team, but they're definitely a but they're a good team, and you know and Grossbeck got throttled you know by Teague and mm-hmm. and uh, Malakoff, so they're gonna have to come out you know and uh and it's you know prove that they belong there. But I I got I got Whitney in this one. Although Whitney's you know 
again, you can't choose your district opponents, but a lot of their district opponents were those Dallas charter schools. And even, But even in pre-district, they beat Troy, which is a team that would probably be a playoff team in any other district that they're in, but they're in that district with Lorena Franklin and all those guys. And then Hillsborough, they're a playoff team in 4A. They beat them as well in comeback fashion. And I think – and they throttled a very good a West team that's not the same West team that they were back in week four, but they're a lot better now. They're a playoff team, beat them by 22, and then only lost by one possession to a very good Grandview team. So I think overall their body of work is a little bit better than Grosbeck's. I mean, Grosbeck's district was very top-heavy. It was pretty much them. Uh, it was them, Tig, and Malakoff, mm-hmm. although Malakoff was on their own plane. But you look at the bottom half, you know, Fairfield, of course, but then you got Kemp. Mejia, then Eustace or Eustacey, however however you say it. And then even in their pre-district, they play, they beat a Caldwell team 31-6 that I think went 0-10 in Class 4A. Then a McGregor team that missed the playoffs 35-7. And then they lost to a 2A team, a very good 2A team yeah, Marlin, yeah. in Marlin. And then they beat Crockett big time, 57 to nothing. And they took care of business. They beat the teams they were supposed to beat yeah, in district absolutely. play. But like you mentioned, and the two games against, you know, the teams that are fighting for a higher playoff spot, they lost by 38 to Malakoff and then 28 to Tig. So I think the biggest question for Grosbeck is how do they match up with a team that's on the same level as them or a tad bit better? And, you know, it just hasn't seemed like they've been up to the challenge quite yet. Yeah, and this is a rematch for, what, two years ago in the yep. first round at Waco ISD Stadium yep. on a Thursday or Friday night. And, you know, I know Coach Bomar is going to have his dudes ready. Oh, know, yeah. They're going to come out, you know, throwing haymakers but i just think whitney's a little better yeah i think i think so i'm gonna take whitney in a one possession game i think it'll be pretty close and so we'll stay in class three division one again i think this is the biggest sleeper matchup in at least in all of our previews this week we have west seven and three taking on tig at seven and three this game will be played 7 30 on friday night at umhb crusader stadium a very nice stadium that out there in belton yes it is and so what do you see in this one kenny i think this is going to be a phenomenal matchup yeah, I think this is going to be a close one uh you know i think Tig's going to come out and want to run the ball. They don't throw mm-hmm. it a whole they, – they throw the ball, but not as much as a lot of these spread teams do. They, their quarterback, Leha, you know, he's he can run a little bit, and they got some mm-hmm. good running backs. I think they had some injuries this year. Uh, hopefully they're healthy. And then you look at a West team that, hey, they, they're going to play good against the run, and they want to run the ball too. They, they've tried to throw it a little bit more this year uh, with Easton Paxton and uh, Gus Crane at quarterback and uh, Zane Harper, who's a – excellent linebacker has played a lot of running back this year so it's going to be a dog fight uh you know this is going to be one i I really want to go watch and i may just go do that um i got west in this one see i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take the other side i'm gonna take tig in this one but trust me i've i really think this is a coin flip game that could absolutely go either either way i just think like you mentioned with Gus Crane, not fully established in the past game, but this is the probably the first time, at least in a long time, with the David Woodard coach team at West, where they made more of an emphasis on throwing the ball, and that takes time, you know, and that's not going to happen right yeah. away. Well, since the Bailey Horn days when he was an 1,800-yard yeah. wide receiver. Gosh gracious. pro baseball player. That's awesome. But, yeah, I'm going to take Tig in this one. So, Curtis has the tiebreaker. Who does he got? He's got West. Yeah, so you two will take West, and I'll take the Tig Lions in this one. Again, 
the main thing for TIG here, I, I always look back, although I'm picking them, I, I always look back to that kind of head-scratcher loss to Mejia. Now, again, at the same time, the week before they played Malakoff, and I think the way they lost that Malakoff game, they kind of let one loss turn into two, and I think that was the result there, and kind of Malakoff just caught them, uh, caught them on their heels and upset them there, but... Well, and yeah. it's like we said, you know, there's several games in that they're, they're big time rivals. And, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And crazy yeah. things can happen when you when you get in those rivalry games. You know, Mahia and, and uh, Grossbeck and Tig and, and Fairfield are just right down the road from each other. Yep. Then Malakoff's on the other side of 45 from them. You know, and who knows what's going to happen when you get those those teams together. But yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's a sleeper matchup of the week for me. I'm going to take I'm going to take Tig, and then you two will take the West Trojans, and again, we're staying a lot of three Division One games this week. How about Yoakum at Lorena? I think this is a Thursday night matchup. It'll be played at Tigerland Stadium in College Station, home of the A&M Consolidated uh, Tigers. What an what a fun matchup here! Like you, you, <laughs> I mean, I think and I, Yoakum is five and five, but again, I think that's a product of their district. When you're playing teams like Hitchcock, you're playing team the number one team in the state in Columbus. That's just naturally yeah, going to happen. Throttled uh, Cameron Yo yeah. early in the year, so you know, and Lorena, you know, I think this is probably going to be a little closer game. Yeah, I think so. We think because Lorena has got top notch. You know, of course Franklin and some, other, but you know, they really haven't beat anybody by forty or thirty. They just, you know, they. I don't know if they just get up and they put it in cruise control, but so I, I don't see this being a route like you would think in a four, a, a one versus four, because you know, like you said, Yoakum is a a different type of number four seed. Uh, I think it's going to be a little closer than. Uh, I mean, I I would take Lorena in twenty, you know, maybe a yeah. forty to twenty or forty two twenty one game, but uh, yeah, I like Lorena in this one. I'll take Lorena in this game as well. What says Curtis Quillen? He's got the Leopards. So we will have the Leopards across the board. And how about this? This might be, as far as first-round matchups go, not just in Class 3A, but maybe pound for pound in the entire state of Texas. How about Little River Academy at 8-2 and two, taking on the number six Hitchcock Bulldogs at 9-1. and one. This game will be, be played 7-30 Thursday in College Station as well, but it'll be at College Station High School uh, at their stadium. So, um, yeah, I think this is a really fun matchup here. What do you see in this one? Man, I wish this game was being played in Waco. <laughs> yeah, me too. watch it. Uh, Man, we've talked about Little River Academy. You know, they've mm -hmm. got size up front. Yep. They've got a really good running back in Cavalli Neely. They've got a great quarterback in Casey Mraz. They've got some wide receivers that can make plays. They play defense when they have to. They don't get blown out. You know, they're in every game they play. And then you look at Hitchcock, who I think their quarterback just committed to Tech mm -hmm. a day or two ago. They're just – didn't have, aren't they back-to-back seven-on-seven state yep, champs? Yep. Uh, they're just athletes. I know for sure they won it this past yeah, spring. All but over the field. Yeah. Uh, lost. You know, the, the Columbus game, they were in it most of the game, and Columbus pulled away there, you know, late second half. This is crazy. This yeah. is a first-round game. Can you? It's uh, it's unfair. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, I As much as I want to see LRA go down there and get that win, I just don't know. I just think Hitchcock is – kind of a product of like a Franklin Lorena type deal where yeah. you got two top 10 teams in the same district and, and hell little river Academy is close to, you know, they're a top 10 caliber team. So you got three in that district 11. 
I'm going to go with Hitchcock, but I yeah. would not be surprised if LRA pulls out the upset. I would, honestly, I would be a little surprised if they did. Now, you look at this Hitchcock team. They are number six. They've been in the top ten all season long. I know I know. Dave Campbell has been very high on them, especially since uh, their seven-on-seven dominance, like you mentioned. They're nine and one. Their one loss was to... Columbus, the number one team in three division one, which happened they share a district with, but they got throttled in that game. They lost 52 24, and they it was never really close. I think they had some window dressing, window dressing touchdowns at the end there. But I think that again, I think that speaks more to Columbus than it does to Hitchcock. I think Hitchcock is probably talent wise, like you said, one of the most you know, one of the best teams in class 3A on talent alone because, of course, they've been in the top 10 all year long. And again, this is, like you mentioned, this is kind of a similar situation to what we saw in the first round last year with Lorena and Columbus. Yeah. Th- this should be your third or fourth round match yeah. playoff game. It's just unfortunate that one of these teams will be one and done uh, after this week. But I'm going to take Hitchcock as well. What does Curtis say? Curtis is going LRA. I like it. I like it. So we'll take Hitchcock, and then he will take Little River Academy. Should be an exciting matchup nonetheless. I think it'll be back and forth. I think it'll be high scoring, uh, but I think uh, Hitchcock will pull away uh, towards the end in that one. And then another one that probably won't be as close. Again, this just speaks more to Columbus. We have Rockdale taking on Columbus. This is going to be played down in Bastrop. I think just – Rockdale, this is going to be too much to ask for. Columbus has probably from wire to wire been the best team in Class 3 Division One this year. Yeah, and you know, it sucks because it seems like Rockdale's kind of on the rise, man. Yeah. I mean, they, they, uh, They're young. They've done some great work this, this year. Uh, but, unfortunately, <laughs> they've got Columbus in the first round, and that just – oh, man. Yeah, it's tough. You know, but, maybe, uh, you know, Coach Hunter Hamrick's got them rolling over there. They may be a year or two away from kind of making some noise in the playoffs, but – uh you know, kudos to them for, for sticking tough in, the, in that, a really tough district and, mm-hmm. you know, winning the Battle of the Bell this year. You know, that's kind of a step forward from where they have been. So, yeah, I'm going to go Columbus and so is Curtis. Yeah, so we'll have Columbus across the board. And then another kind of similar situation here, Hallettsville taking on Franklin. This game will be played at Waller ISD Stadium. There's a Bucky's out there. I, 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 it's kind of one of those towns you drive right through it when you're going to Houston or down to Galveston. Yeah. I, I've driven by that stadium so many times, but I've never been in it. It looks like a nice stadium. Really? Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea where it's at. I mean, I've I, heard of Waller, it, but I don't. I think it's right off I-45. Oh, really? I'm it, pass by it. Because it's like, I don't remember if you pass it right before the Bucky's off I-45 in Waller or if it's right after. But okay. regardless, it, it's right off the interstate. But And it looks like a nice stadium. Again, I've never been in it, but I've seen it from the interstate. It looks pretty cool. Uh, but, yeah, I think Franklin wins, wins big in this one. All that to say that I think Franklin yeah, won this yeah. one pretty handily. Yeah, uh, there's going to be some good second, third, and, fourth round matchups. And Houseville's a good team, too. Yeah, they, absolutely. They, they, were, they were a state, champ, state championship runner-up just just three years ago uh, when they had Jonathan Brooks out there. They're a good team. They're they're always consistently pretty good. Always ha- They're always talented. But I think Franklin, man, they especially since that Lorena loss, I think they've been playing with a chip on their shoulder that they've probably needed, that they might have lost a little bit riding that 38-game winning streak. But now they've – since they've bounced back from that Lorena loss, they have new motivation to go out there and start a new win streak. So I think they'll, they'll win this one pretty handily. I, we have Franklin across the board. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So – and then we have – we will move down, move down now to Class 3A Division 2, and we will start off 
We just mentioned Hallettsville. This game will be played at Hallettsville Stadium. We have Bowling taking on Lexington. What do you see in this one? You know, I don't think Co- Coach Kirk Mole and his Lexington Eagles – Eagles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're they were happy with how this year – you know, I think that – weren't they a preseason top 10? Or, yes. Or last year they were 10-0 and, and, and they got beat in the first round. That was last year, yeah. Uh, you know – I think they've got something to prove here, and yeah. I, I think they kind of got a chip on their shoulder. You know, Rogers beat them uh, in the in the in district and uh, got that district championship. Uh, I'm going to go with the Lexington Eagles in this. I'm going to take Lexington as well. Um, there's that really good running uh, Case and Evans, Case quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, yeah, young, quarterback. I think he's young. He's a sophomore. He's sophomore. Yeah. Case and Evans, and we've been getting stats from them uh, from. In our email, I can't remember. Uh, I think I think it's one of his parents that sent us his stats every week, mm-hmm. and he's been phenomenal. Just uh, last week when they played Buffalo, they won twenty to six. And Case Evans, uh, two two hundred four passing yards, couple touchdowns, and he's a dual threat. He likes to run it too, and you know that's the first I've ever ever heard of that. I didn't even know we had people emailing us stats. This is the only one. Oh, okay. this is the only one. <laughs> <laughs> this is hey, the only thanks. One. Though. That's awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think email I, your stats to us. We'll we'll, we'll pimp you on a, on the. I told you about this. No. no, I didn't. That's cool though. That well, that is that is cool. Thanks, but, yeah. Chase Evans' parents. It's, it's C Evans. I'm assuming it's C. one of their parents yeah. that, that go out there and, and, awesome. t- and take. So yeah, we really appreciate yeah. them. Oh, he's a good little quarterback. Man. Oh man, I've he's really good. High, I haven't watched all, him play a game, but I've seen his highlights. And he's and, only gonna get better. Hey, the dude looks yeah. like he's a fifth year senior out there slinging the ball. Around. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they're gonna win. You know they're the number two seed going into this. They're facing the three seed bowling. I think I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think they win by like ten to fourteen points yep. on this one. So we'll I have Lexington Coach back on. We do. Mm-hmm. We had him last year. He was a great interview. Yeah, we kind of eased up on the coaches. Uh, you know, late in the year it gets kind of hectic, but we might yeah. try to get a few next week. Yeah, absolutely. So I have. We both have Lexington. Actually, our track record. <laughs> We have a coach on. They usually lose that, that week. So yeah, that's, that's probably of, why we don't get yeah. many, <laughs> many answers back. <laughs> well, no, we get answers back. There's only one coach. Oh, okay. There's only one coach, and I won't name names. Yeah, yeah. They're a Waco team. Uh, <laughs> will not reply back to me, and I have no idea why. Uh, oh well, but probably, probably something you said. <laughs> something I said. Probably it's it's always it's always my fault. It's okay. So I have Lexington. You have Lexington. What does Curtis have Lexington as He's well? He's got bowling. He's got bowling. Okay, so we were split on that one as well. And again, that game will be played at Hallettsville this week, and then staying in three division two, we have Clifton taking on East Bernard. This game will be played at Taylor. This is an, another number three versus number two playoff seed. Clifton being the lower seed here. I think East Bernard has a little bit more playoff pedigree. I think they're going to win this one. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to see our little lake buddies cross the lake. Yep. And you know, Riley Finney's a tremendous football player. Mm-hmm. Coach Finney's a son. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with East Bernard. Yeah, it's across the board. East Bernard across the board, and then Rogers, one of the team we just mentioned, the champions of that district over. Um, Lexington to win that district. They'll be taking on Van Vleck. That game will be played at LaGrange. This is the number one versus number four seed here. I don't know much about Van Vleck, but regardless, I think Rogers wins this one pretty handily. Yeah, I think Coach Roten's got his team prime, you know, just yep. in time for the playoffs. And yeah, I really think they can make a two or three round run here. And uh, who knows what else. But yeah, I got, I got Rogers and so does Curtis. So yeah, we'll take Rogers across the board. And now we have. Probably another one-sided affair where we have Trenton taking on Toller. Now, I've, I'm even looking at the app now. They haven't 
released like a venue for this one. It says this can be played Thursday night at 7 o'clock, but it doesn't have a venue. So I think just because of that, we're probably just going to assume What's, they flipped home and home because I'm not, I'm not sure. It could be on TexasFootball.com, but as far as the the app, like the Football Friday app. Let me check here. So, yeah, we'll check out the locations. But I think regardless – and there's rumblings that Peyton Brown could be coming back. He might have played last week that we mentioned. We'll probably have to check the box score on that one. But um, I think regardless whether they have Peyton Brown or not, I think Isaac Blessing, their quarterback, has been phenomenal all year long. I think this, they win this one pretty handily, regardless of where they play. Yeah, Toller versus Trenton, Thursday, 7 p.m. at Fort Worth's Ranger Stadium. Ranger Stadium. I have no idea. Have you... Ranger Stadium? Fort no. Worth Ranger Stadium? No. I'm trying to man, think. Teller is yeah. dominant. You know, yeah. They, I like the way that their bell cow went out and they it was really, the next man up. really yeah. didn't slow down. You know, uh, I think they're going to be dancing to Snake Farm in the locker room uh, <laughs> Thursday night. That's what, that's what they walk out to as well. Yeah. And have you hey, – you've seen them play live. Ray Wiley Hubbard. Have you seen their float when they come out of it, that giant purple rattlesnake? <laughs> oh, I saw it last year because I, I went and saw them play Crawford at Burleson ISD Stadium. It was in the third round, and it was the week before we went – Or Yeah, I didn't get to go to that one. Yeah, but yeah. Crawford Holly was after – That's what we saw at Mineral Wells. But I saw them play – Crawford at Burleson ISD last year, and they had the giant purple rattlesnake, and they came out to Steak Farm. Yeah. It was a pretty cool entrance, but yeah, we'll take Toller uh, big time on this one. I assume that's across the board. Yep. Then we have Hamilton taking on Tioga. This game will be played at Brock's Eagle Stadium. Hamilton. Who do you have in this? Do you have Hamilton? I'm Hamilton. I'm going Hamilton. I'm going uh, with the Tigers. I'm going I'm to go with the Central Texas team here, too. Again, I don't know much about Tioga. You ever been to Snows? Or uh, not Snows. Uh, what's the burger joint there? Oh, uh, Storms. Storms, yes. Yeah, Snows, I've, Snows I've in been Lexington. To, we, whenever Lexington. I was a kid, we had it. My dad had a dearly – my dad my uncles, we had a dearly yeah. just outside Hamilton, one of the little townships yeah. outside oh, yeah. there. And we would go – the first night of every weekend we go out there, we would always go to Storms. And gosh, it's such a good burger if you've never been. Oh, that's top five burger. Oh, I mean, easily. R&R is a good one. Yeah, R- Storms, R&R. Have you ever had Morris Neal's in Cleburne? Oh, yeah. You turned me on to that one. That's a good burger. You place. tried that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been there twice. So Pretty good. good. That one's been open since 1946. I like, I'm a big Grumps guy as well. God, you never know what we're going to talk about. We just go into a hamburger conversation. But right, so you got Hamilton? Uh, yeah, we got Hamilton. Curtis has Hamilton. So we'll take the Hamilton Bulldogs across the board. Then we have Kearns at oh, Marlin. What was that? I said Hamilton Tigers. That's the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the Canadian football league. Not. Indeed. Is it Hamilton Bulldogs? I think they are the Bulldogs. I'm going to double check that real quick. Oh, but our next game, we'll have Kearns at Marlin again. This would be play. It is the Bulldogs for Hamilton. Okay. Ham- Tioga is the Bulldogs as well. So battle the Bulldogs there, and we'll take Hamilton in that one. Kearns at Marlin. This will be played at Hewitt Midway. This game will be played Thursday night, obviously, because Midway will be playing there Friday night. Um, yeah, I think Marlin wins this pretty handily too. Yeah, I'm going Marlin, and, and do yourself a favor. Get on YouTube and Google or search for "We from Marlin." It's a rap song. Probably, oh, I, I've, I heard probably that. Probably one of the funniest whenever, videos when, whenever, I've ever seen. Whenever we were in high school. We from Marlin. <laughs> whenever, um, oh gosh, I think it was my senior year. 
whenever it was the first year with coach Mark Bird whenever he was there and it was that was a realignment year so it was yep. a new schedule and we played Marlin at Marlin and I think we won that game and we were driving back we were playing that on the bus <laughs> it's so good but yeah yeah look that up on YouTube um we from Marlin I think that's the name of it I'm not sure but yeah Marlin the Bulldogs win pretty big in this one I say and now let's stay in class two way so we have Crawford at Italy this is a rematch from a playoff game from back in 2016 when they actually played that game in Whitney this year they'll be playing that at was West. a crazy game yes it was Italy had that one in the bag a phantom mm. pass interference yep. call I remember watching yep. that going what in the world yeah that, I think Crawford's down to their third string quarterback yep. yeah and Crawford made it to the state championship that, that year yeah. when they played Refurio Italy had a really good football team that year. yes they did and they'll uh, you know this one's – I wouldn't necessarily call it a toss-up, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I know Italy's kind of been up and down, but so is Crawford. But I think Crawford's still Crawford. And I think we mentioned it with uh, David Smoke earlier in the show. They've been in the playoffs every year since 2007. Um, they have the more pedigree here compared to Italy. Um, I'm probably going to still take the Pirates in this one. What say you and Curtis? You know uh – Curtis has Italy, and Italy played Axel really well. Now, yeah. Axel was down a few of their key players, and that's no excuse. Yeah. Um, man, I think Crawford's kind of rounding into shape here. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, this isn't a tough, uh, a really bad matchup for them in the first round. So, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Pirates. Yeah. So, we got Pirates across the board. No, nah, Curtis has Italy. He has Italy. Wow, okay. All right. So, we'll, you and I will take the Pirates, and he'll take Italy on upset watch. I like it. Yeah. Curtis hates Crawford. <laughs> it's Crawford. We'll go on the record and say that. Now, over in Madisonville, Mustang Stadium, a great stadium also, we have Cayuga taking on Riesel. Yeah, and I think this is another one-sided affair. Riesel with their dominating defense and the way they grind people down with the run game. I think Riesel take. I don't think it'll be like an absolute blowout or anything, but I think they won pretty handily. Yeah, yeah. Man, Riesel's, you know, they they played really well. Uh, yeah. You know, kind of lost that uh, – uh, a hard-fought game to Marlin, and, you know, that second-round matchup, that's going to be tough for them with Toler. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I got Riesel. Curtis has Riesel across the board. So now let's move on to our sixth in-depth game that we preview. Valley Mills at 6-4, and four, taking on the newly ranked and unbeaten Axtell Longhorns. This game will be played at 7 o'clock Friday night at McGregor Bulldog Stadium. Valley Mills, the number four seed out of District 8. Their losses came to Crawford, Riesel, and Marlin. No shame there. And they played all three of those games pretty tightly. They played Marlin to a seven-point game as well. So they haven't been dogged in any of those games. They've been pretty competitive and Axel undefeated newly ranked champions of district seven they and they've been dominant you know they've been winning by an average margin of victory of 36 points per game and they held seven of their 10 opponents to six points or less and that's exactly what a Craig Horn team is coached is always defense first and they've been dominant all year long yeah you know and Craig will tell you that, you know, if I was Valley Mills, I'd line up and run the ball down our throat. Yeah. You're, you know, that's what he said about uh, – not Wortham, uh, Dawson. You know, yeah. And, and Dawson had a really good running back. They had a good game against him. But uh, Axton was able to get the win. Uh, you know, Valley Mills running back, Papa Johnson, mm-hmm. former Whitney Wildcat. His brother is a running back for Whitney, Tay-Tay. Kid's good. Yeah. Really good. I mean, he is a stout dude. He's fast. Uh, he can break tackles. This is going to be an interesting game, you know, and 
Craig Horns, Axel Longhorns, they're they're a young team. You know, yep. they got a freshman quarterback. Colden Horns a junior. Kelby Hollinsworth a junior. Uh, a lot of guys on that defense. You know that, that junior class is really big, and that's one of the things that kind of attracted Craig to go to Axel. Um, it's a t- it's going to be a tough first round. I think I think I so. think Axel wins. But this isn't a normal one versus four type 2A, D1 uh, matchup you're thinking. I think Valley Mills is going to hang tough for a while, but uh, I think Axel pulls away. I think I think that's exactly right. I think Valley Mills will kind of come out, kind of throw in the kitchen sink at this unbeaten Axel team, maybe catch them with a surprise onside, maybe run a trick play on their opening drive, something like that to try to catch Axel off guard and see if they can capitalize on that. But I think this Axel team under Coach Horn is just coached too well to let something like that affect them. Them, at least in a, in a long-term situation. Um, I think, again, I think they're on a mission this year. I think they made it to, what, the second or third round? La- I think Did they make it to the third round, round last year? Hamilton beat them in the second That's round. what it was. Okay. And I think unbeaten, I think they're on a mission to try to take Region 2 by surprise here. I think it'll be a really, really fun matchup here. But I think I think Axtell does pull away towards the end. Yeah, you know, as much as I love Coach Horn and the Axtell Indians – or the Axtell Longhorns, you know, you get – into that third round, and you either got Marlin or, or Coleman. That's man, Gosh. yeah. We didn't even talk about the Marlin Coleman second round could be yep. a matchup. That's going to be a good one. Uh, but yeah, Axel, you know they they they're trying to make a little run here, play some defense, and you know they've got athletic kids on the offensive side of the ball, and that's one thing that coach said. You know they they got faster in the off season, they got smarter, so uh, it'll be fun. I, I love that. Although. Toller's a favorite. There's going to be a lot of matchup, matchups leading to that, uh, interesting matchups leading to that that final. I agree completely. So I'll take, again, I'll take Axtell. You'll take Axtell. What says Curtis? He's got Axtell. So we have Axtell across the board on this one. And now let's uh, preview the rest of our Bidrish matchups here from our Central Texas representatives. Another one, Cumbie at Mart. This game will be played at Athens, I think, on Thursday night. Yeah, Mart. Mart. I mean, there's just not much more to say in this one. Yeah, you know, Cumbie is outside of uh, Commerce, Texas. Yes. My stepfather's parents lived there. Cool area. A lot of a lot of dairy farms used to be over there. But yeah, Cumbie. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's Mart. You know, there's just not much more to say. That again, we say it every year. I think Mart probably won't be challenged. I mean, they. They might not be challenged until round four when they probably run into a Dawson or a Love Lady. But even then, I mean, who knows? It could not be. I think we're on a beeline, and we'll dive more into it on our bracket previews later on in the show. But I think we're going to be on a beeline for another Mart Falls City semifinal. But we'll talk more about that one uh, later on. We both, we all have Mart uh defeating Cumbie in Athens uh, here in the bi-district round. The next one, we have Lyndon Kildare, who ran into Martin the first round last year. Uh, they'll be taking on Dawson. This game will be played at Royce City again. Don't know much about Lyndon Kildare, uh, but we know we do know a lot about Dawson, and uh, I think Dawson's going to win pretty handily in this one. Yeah, Lyndon Kildare is 2-8. and eight. Yeah, kind of just sneaking yeah, I in. Think, man, Dawson- I think they're in a five-team district out there. They've got a really good running back over there. Springer, I believe, is his last I name. I think so. You know, they threw the ball around a lot yeah. last year when Coach Jimmy Thompson was there. And uh, really, but, the quarterback, threw the, he was a freshman last year. Yeah, but right. A mm-hmm. ton of yards for he's a still, couple of games. He's still the quarterback, too, the, I, I think. think. It's hard I think to so. get their – they don't, you know. They don't post their stats on Max Preps. Yeah. covers them. You know, Hills, you know, the Hillsborough reporter doesn't really do much on them, so. Uh, yeah, I got Dawson. I think they, they blow these dudes out the water. Yeah, I think so as well. Then, kind of an interesting hey, match. Hold on. Here. Oh. Curtis has Lyndon, Lyndon Kildare. 
No, he doesn't. He's trying to sneak one in. Is, is it, does he really have Lyndon Kildare? Yeah, he's got Lyndon. He's just, he's just trying to be different. Come on. Yeah, he's trying to... Trying to get one up on us. Well, he won't get that one. Dawson's going to win handily. Then we have Heiko at Maud. This is going to be played at Kaufman, home of the Lions, I believe. Uh, I don't know much about Maud. I didn't really look at their records either. We haven't really talked much about Heiko this season, but they're kind of a consistent, you know, second or third round seed in the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I didn't really dive too deep into this one. I guess Heiko, Heiko is seven and three. Then Maud is five and four. Heiko, their three losses were a 14 point loss to De Leon in pre-district and their two district losses were to Mart and Dawson so not not and too they bad played both of them pretty tough yeah three nothing to Mart and 14-7 to Dawson you know that's so yeah and then Maud and they beat a good Wortham team 23-22 yeah Maud Maud is five and four they played they they played aforementioned Cumbie team beating 54-22 they beat Detroit 58 nothing Clarksville for, Clarksville is a basketball school and they beat them 44-12 then they beat Linden Kildare 44 to 14 and then you look at their four losses at New Diana 56 nothing Harleton 40 nothing Iola 44-14 and then at Sims Bowie to open district 46 to 12 so I mean they've kind of just been inconsistent might have been taking advantage of perhaps somewhat lesser competition so I, I think I think Heiko won this one yeah the uh, mod's real streaky yeah because they lost the, yeah they lost four in a row and then won their final five games at, uh, Curtis is going for the surprise again. He's got Maude, and I've got Heiko. I'm going to take Heiko in this one as well. Then uh, another matchup from those those two districts lining up, we have Wortham at Sims Bowie. This game will be played at Lone Oak. I think this is – I think Wortham is the better team here, but Sims Bowie does have playoff pedigree. They, Sims Bowie is one of those teams that kind of runs into Mart every single year. Uh, so I saw it two years ago. They played Sims Bowie at – I think it was Van when I, I helped uh, with the broadcast there over at ESPN, and uh, that game was never close. I don't I don't think Sims Bowie even scored in that game uh, when they're, whenever they played Mart. But I think whoever wins this game is probably on a tr- – well, it's probably on a trajectory to play Mart in the third round, and I think it's going to be Wortham in this one. Yeah, I mean, Wortham's a tough little team. You know, they, they kind of, you know, we talked about it just a while ago. Heiko snuck that, that win in on 23-22. But, yeah, I just think this district is, you know, that, that, that Mart district with um, Heiko and Dawson and Wortham, just a, just a better district all around. So. Yeah, I agree. So, I'll take Wortham in this one. You'll take Wortham and – Curtis, does he have Wortham as well? Yes. So we have Wortham across the board. Our final two games here in Class 2A Division Two. we have Yorktown taking on the Bremond Tigers. This game will be played at Giddings. I think Bremond, again, we don't know, mo- know much about Yorktown, but Bremond lost a close one against Chilton uh, and it was the district opener, and it was, again, probably for the district championship. I think it ended up being. Then Chilton won uh, very narrowly in that one. Uh, I think the final score in that one back in the district opener. Yeah, 28-27, they lost to Chilton in that one. Then you look at Yorktown, 4-5. and five. Um, They're in that district with Burton and Falls City, so they kind of fell, you know, captive to that. They got a couple wins, but – they got three district wins. They beat Somerville by six, and they beat Snook forty-four to thirteen. And then they had a a forfeit win to Rungi, which 
put them in the playoffs rungy. I think they canceled their season after week one or something just because they had didn't have enough players or something like that. So Yorktown four and five sneaking into the playoffs with that with that number three seed to take on the number two seed here in Bremont. I think Bremont wins pretty handily here. Yeah, I like Bremont. Uh, where did you say this game was going to be played at? Giddings. Ooh, that's the hometown of Tootsie Tomanance. And the next game, I think that that game will be played Thursday night at Giddings Buffalo Stadium. And then our final game that we'll be talking about today will also be played at Giddings, but it'll be played at Giddings on Friday night as the uh, Luis will take on the Chilton Pirates. And again, I think Chilton, the champion out of uh, that district, taking on the four seed out of that same district with Yorktown. Yorktown uh, beat that Luis team, as we mentioned. I think Chilton will win this one pretty handily, too. Yeah, I got Chilton. So does Curtis. And that will do it for our bi-district preview games. We'll step aside real quick and take a quick breather. And when we come back, we will dive into our brackets and just give you our region picks and our state championship picks right here on the Central Texas Football Podcast. We'll talk to you all in a second. And we are back here on the CTFP, and now let's dive into our playoff predictions. Uh, This is kind of – we're not taking a direct look at Central Texas, but kind of just throughout the entire state uh, when it comes to playoffs. We're just going to go through these very quickly. We're going to give our region picks, our semifinal picks, and then our state championship picks from 2A Division II all the way up to 6A Division I. So let's stay – or start with Class 2A Division II – uh, out of Region 1, I have uh, Wellington coming out. Who do you have? I got New Home. Then Region 2, I have Albany. Albany. Then Region 3, Mart. Mart. Then Region 4, I got Falls City. I got Chilton. And then so for my semifinal on the left side, I'll have Wellington and Albany, and I'll have Albany winning that one. Uh, what about you? For I got Albany winning. Uh, Albany over New Home. And then um, on the east side of the bracket, I have Mart taking Falls City, and you have Mart taking Chilton. I do. Then we both have an Albany-Mart rematch. I have Mart getting revenge in this one. Sorry, Coach Hoffman. I got Al- Albany repeating this year. Well, they still have that guy. They still have Adam Hill, one of those guys that ran all over Mart last year. And, you know, Coach Denny Faith, he's been co- – this is his 37th year at Albany. And after winning that state championship last year, you would have think he would have retired. But the fact that he didn't retire, that shows you how much faith he has in this team, okay. has a chance to repeat as well. So, so, yeah. so that, that's a good pick as well. So I'll take – my state champion for 2A Division Two will be Mart. And for Kenny, we will have – Albany repeating. And then, so now let's move up to Class 2A Division 1. In Region 1, who do you got? I got Holly. I have Stratford taking a Holly there. And then Region 2, I have Toller. Who do you got? I got Toller. So then on Region 3, I have Timpson. I've got Timpson. Then Region 4, I have a matchup with Mason and Refurio. I have Refurio coming out of Region 4. I got Refurio. So your semifinal is Holly and Toller. Who do you have? I got Toller winning that one. I have Stratford and Toller, and I'm going to have Stratford winning it and making it to the state championship game. Then you have Timpson and Refurio. Who do you have winning that one? I got Timpson winning that one. I have Refurio winning that one. So I have a Stratford-Refurio championship game with Refurio taking it all. Who do you got? I got Toller-Timpson with Timpson winning it all. I like it. 
Now up to Class 3A Division Two. Again, we mentioned it before. On the west side, I think it's Canadian Gunner. That's who I have on the Region 1 and Region 2. Is that what you got? Yes. And then on the east side of the bracket, Newton and Tidehaven. I have Newton come out of Region 3 and Tidehaven out of Region 4. Who do you got? I got Hooks and Tidehaven. Who do you have taking that in your semifinal? I got Hooks winning that one. And so I have Newton and Tidehaven. I have Newton taking Tidehaven, and I have them facing Gunner in the championship game. Who do you have? I have Hooks facing Gunter with Gunter winning it. I have Gunner. Oh, can't say Gunter. They'll get pissed. Yeah, I got Gunner. Gunner. Well, they'll get, they'll get, I, I heard that. They told me that firsthand in one of the games I broadcasted. I'm not so. worried about it. That's fair. <laughs> I don't think anyone from Gunner's, I don't think anyone from Gunner's hey, listening to know, that, that show. That, that team is – do you see what they did to Brock? I mean, oh my god. god! I think it was like thirty-five to twelve or something like that. Yeah, Canadian may give them a game, but man. Yeah. So you have you have Gunner winning it all. Gunner, well, who'd you have play in the chance? Gunner Hooks. That's right. So you have Gunner Hooks with Gunner winning. I have Gunner Newton with Gunner winning. Now I do three a division one. Who do you have coming out of region one and region two? I got uh, Brock out of one. Cough out of two. I do as well. Who do you have winning that semifinal? I got Cough winning that one. I have Malakoff winning that one as well. And on the east side of the bracket, region three and region four, who do you got? I got Columbus and Jordanton. I have Columbus and Edna. So we both have a Malakoff. And then I have Columbus winning as well. I do too. So we have we both have a Malakoff Columbus championship game. Who are you taking? I'm taking Columbus. I'm going to take Malakoff. So we're split on that one. Get it done. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. It's Shorb Express over there. So we both have the state the same championship game in three division one Malakoff and Columbus. But I will take Malakoff, and Kenny will take the Columbus Cardinals. Now moving up to Class Four A Division Two, Region One and Region Two. I have Monahans uh, defeating Hershey to come out of Region 1, and then I have Carthage running through Region 2. Uh, what say you, Kenny? Yeah, I got Hershey beating Monahans in the regional finals and Carthage. Then on the east side of the bracket, I have Quero beating Silsby in the region final. Who do you have in Region Dude, 3? It's Region 3. It's, ri- it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. West, or- West Orange Burr, Stark. Silsby. Jasper. Yeah. I mean, it's loaded district. And, uh, you know, Robinson gets Quero in the first round. That- and you can't you can't sleep on ha- Hampshire Finette either. Hampshire Finette's nine and one, and their one loss was to uh, Silsby. Silsby in their district as well. Yeah, and a really good Madisonville team. Yeah, too. absolutely. So I got Silsby coming out of there. I have Quero coming out of Region Three. Then Region Four, I have Wimberley coming out of that one as yeah, well. I'm Wimberley. So uh, obviously, I think we both have Carthage coming out of the west side of the bracket. I have Quero Wimberley in my semifinal with Quero winning. What say you? I got Carthage coming out of the uh, left side of the bracket. I got Silsby beating Wimberley in the semifinal. So then you have you have a Carthage Silsby championship. Who do you got? I got Silsby. Ooh, upset watch. You think Scott Surratt gets his first state championship loss? Got to happen sooner or later, and maybe uh, Draylon Miller can hand it to him. I think so. I like it. I like that pick. I have Carthage Quero in the state championship uh, with Carthage getting state championship number 10. I think they'd only be the second team behind Alito to ever do it. Yeah. So... And that would put Scott Surratt at 10-0 and in state championship games, which would just be probably never touched, at, yeah, le- at least nah, in Texas high school football. So I have Quero winning – or I'm sorry, I have Carthage winning the 4A Division II state title uh, while Kenny has Silsby. Now up to 4A Division I, Region One and Region Two. Who do you got? 
I got an old school rivalry in Brownwood and Stephenville. God, imagine the crowd at that semifinal game. Where do you think they would play that? At a neutral side, it'd have to. I think it'd have to be a college stadium. I yeah, really probably do. Probably Abilene, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. a good Abilene. Abilene oh, Christian. Ooh, yeah. that'd be a good spot. Uh, they would fill that stadium. Waco ISD, maybe. Uh, that would. McLean. Ooh, you'd be talking about language there. That would. That's what I would prefer. To, yeah, to absolutely. Play let's let's go watch it. So I have Brownwood coming out of Region One, but I have Steve or I have Stephenville getting upset by Salina in the third round of the playoffs. Ooh, and then I have Salina uh, defeating China Spring in another upset to make it to the semifinals. But I do have Brownwood beating Salina to make the championship game. Uh, on the west side of the bracket, I have Chapel Hill coming out of Region 3 and Bernie coming out of Region 4. What say you? I got that new squad, Iowa Colony, coming out of Region 3 okay. and Bernie coming out of 4. So, And then who do you have winning that semifinal? I got Bernie. I have Bernie beating Chapel Hill as well. So I have a Brownwood-Bernie championship game, and I'm going to take Brownwood to win it all. What's I got it? a Stephenville-Bernie championship game, and I got Bernie winning it all. Like it. So that'd be great because they were up 21 nothing over China Spring in that championship game last year and let it slip away. So they're definitely motivated to get back as well. So uh, I'll take Brownwood to win it all, and uh, Kenny will take Bernie to win it all in Class 4 Division 1. Now to Class 5A Division 2, Region 1 and Region 2. I have Argyle out of Region 1 and Lovejoy out of Region 2. Who do you got? This was a hard one for me. Yeah. And, you know, I just – I may have screwed up. And thought about the wrong heritage, but I got Colleyville Heritage coming out. Of, <laughs> well, hey, they won their district. Yeah, Region One, and Lovejoy coming out of two. And then on the uh, east side of the bracket, I have Port Neches Groves coming out of Region Three, and Liberty Hill coming out of Region Four. What about you? I got that upstart Montgomery Lake Creek coming out of three, okay. and then I've got Alamo Heights Mules coming out of Region Four. And so uh, on the west side of the bracket, you have. You have Lovejoy taking on Colleyville Heritage, and who do you have winning that one? I got Lovejoy taking that. So you have Lovejoy making the title game. I have Lovejoy beating Argyle to make the title game, and then on the east side of the bracket, I have Portnetsis Groves uh, beating Liberty Hill to make the title game. Who do you have on the that side? I got Alamo Heights coming out of that side, and I got Lucas Lovejoy winning it all. I have Lovejoy winning it all as well, but I have their opponent as Portnetsis Groves. So we both have Lovejoy. Uh, to take the championship out of 5A Division 2, now up to 5A Division 1. Region 1 is absolutely loaded, man. You look at the teams, Lake Belton, Alito, Shoemaker, Red Oak, Burleson Centennial, Dent Ryan, Midlothian. This Region 1's crazy. Who, who do you have coming out of Region 1? I got Red Oak. I like it. I got Red Oak coming out of Region 1, and I got Lone Star coming out of Region 2. Shout out to Brett Gilchrist, offense coordinator over there. So you have you have Red Oak upsetting Alito in the third round. I do. So I like that. Carthage has got to lose in the state championship game. And, and Alito's Alito. not even going to make yeah. it. I like it. It'd be nice to see different teams out there, that's for sure. But I have Ryan and Alito, Denton Ryan and Alito in the region, in the region final, and I'll have Alito coming out of Region 1. Kind of chalk, I know. And I have Frisco Lone Star and Frisco Reedy in the Region 2 final with Lone Star coming out as well. Uh, and who do you have coming out of Region 3 and Region 4? I got College Station coming out of Me 3. Too. And Me I too. I got PSJA Memorial coming out of 4. I have, I have College Station High as well. And then I have um, 
a Corpus Christi Miller coming out of Region 4. I think that region final between potential region final with Corpus Christi Miller and PSJ North would be amazing. Uh, I'm going to take uh, Miller, though, and then I'm going to have College Station High uh, meet Alito in the state championship game in a rematch of last year with Alito uh, repeating. Who do you have? Well, my bad. I meant to say PSJ North. Kind oh, of, yeah, yeah. For Memorial's not even in there. I got College Station coming out of that side and i've got lone star college station in the championship game and i got lone star winning it. i like it i like it so i'll take alito and kenny will take frisco lone star to uh win the championship in 5a division one and now to the biggest classification for now in the state of texas 6a starting with division two i have a cinderella coming out of region one i'm going to take byron nelson unbeaten byron nelson who put a throttling on south lake carroll last week or the week before rather to come out on top of region one who do you have out of region one well you're reading my mail son i got byron nelson also copycat i have desoto out of region two i got desoto then uh region three who do you got i got summer creek coming out of three i'm gonna take ce king out of region three out of region four i'm gonna take cibolo steel i got dripping springs then so my semi-final on the uh west side i have byron nelson facing desoto with desoto making the championship game then i have ce king uh, losing to Cibolo Steel. Uh, so I have DeSoto and Steel coming into the championship game. Who do you have uh, coming out of the east side? I've got Summer Creek, Dripping Springs. I'm going to go Summer Creek facing DeSoto in the championship game, and I'm going to go DeSoto. I'm going to take DeSoto as well over Cibolo Steel. And now the final playoff bracket for our preview today over in Class 6A Division One. Who do you have out of Region 1? Uh, man, I thought about this a lot. Yeah. About 20 seconds, and I got North Crowley coming out of one. I do as well. Really? I, I have them upsetting Allen in the region yeah, final. That's one that kind of, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. sticking with it. Yeah, and then region two, I have Duncanville uh, beating Rockwall to make it to the semis. Yeah, I got Duncanville. Who do you have on the uh, east side of the bracket? Well, this is a hard one now. Yeah. And I got Galena Park, North Shore. I have North Shore out of region three. Who do you have out of region four? Uh, I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> I have Westlake. I got Vandergriff coming out. So I have Westlake beating Vandergriff. That would be good. And so I have a North Crowley Duncanville semifinal with Duncanville winning. And then I have a North Shore Westlake with North Shore winning. So I think that would give us Duncanville North Shore part five, I think. Or yep. part, yeah, part five. So I have Duncanville North Shore in the title game. Who do you have? I've got Duncanville North Shore. And I think North Shore is going to win it again. I'm going to have Duncanville going back to back to win another state championship game. Uh, only their second. It would be only their second against North Shore. But I have them winning and that will do it for our bracket preview and that'll do it hey real quick though before we go uh i just want to tell smoky thanks he's a busy dude yeah and uh go listen to his podcast on smoky.com he does a statewide high school football podcast Mm -hmm. and while you're at it go to the waco trib and listen to bryce cherry his podcast they do a phenomenal job the sideline the sideline listen to their podcast they've got 2a 3a 4a several coaches shows and uh, go listen to Tep and Step if you're a subscriber, man. There's a, a lot of good content out there, and uh, yeah. th- they all got you covered during the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And, again, we've mentioned it before. I think this is the most 
aside from opening weekend, I think this is the most exciting week in Texas high school football, the start of the playoffs, because there's so many teams. There's a, all these one through fours, a lot of upset potentials as well. It's going to be a fun week. And yeah, shout out to all those guys, sideline to sideline. They, re, they retweet our stuff all the time, which we really do appreciate that. They've been... They've been. I think this is their 16th season yeah. doing that podcast. They're, so and they're kind of funny. Sometimes, yeah, you know? they're they're great. Grant Grant and Terry do a great job over there. Of course, over there at the Trib, they do a great job. Smokey as well, and Tep and Step Man, TexasFootball.com, especially they have every bit of coverage you need for the playoffs. They have all the brackets, locations, teams. So go check out TexasFootball.com as well. And again, thanks for tuning into today's show, man. There's a lot a lot of talking today, but there's a lot of games to cover, and we appreciate you guys tuning oh. in. We're already over an hour. Let's talk real quick. Uh, okay. Already coaching changes. Yeah. Marble Falls, Rio Vista, uh, Lona or uh, Wascom. I think so. Yeah. I think that's Somebody. right. So it's already starting. The yeah. That, already that, the carousel. It, it seemed like that was happening last year as well. If you, if you, who's a coach? Like if you had an opening at your high school, who's the guy you would go get right now? To Scott coach? Surratt. Okay. What about you? Well, if I was rebuilding. I'd go get Chris Lancaster over there okay. at Robinson. You see what he did at Little River mm-hmm. and what he's done at, at Robinson? Oh, yeah. Dude can coach. I think just for me, Scott Surratt, Carthage, I'm not going to say they were nothing. I, I don't know how they were prior to Scott yeah. Surratt, if I'm being dead honest. I mean, that's a far East Texas team. But the fact that a team that probably had some playoff success but not nothing of note, yeah. and he goes in there and goes 9-0 and in state championship games, and he has a son at quarterback this year with a chance yeah. to to go there again and win, go 10-0 and in state championship games potentially. Yeah. I think if you want to build a, build a program, as far as current coaches go, I go Scott Surratt. Let's let's take another step. Of all time, Texas high school football coaches, who would you want to build a program well, with? Okay, so – All time. To me – Gordon Wood yeah. kind of makes me think that that's probably the best one ever. And a funny thing, I was uh, talking to Craig Horn, and he doesn't have a social media presence yeah. at all. And I asked him about that, and he's like, well, I don't think Gordon Wood ever had a Twitter page or a Facebook page. So, well, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're probably right. And, and to my point with Chris Lancaster, I, I, there, like you said, there's Craig Horn. You know, there's yeah. tons of dudes. Oh, yeah. But when I saw Marble Falls come up and I thought, you know, that's the kind of job that like a Chris Lancaster go down there yeah. and he would turn that place around pretty oh, quick. Oh, absolutely. And then they were good a couple of years ago. They, you know, I think they played Liberty Hill in the third or fourth round. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're kind of – I've got family down there, so I kind of pay attention to them. But, yeah, Gordon Wood's probably my guy. You know, G.A. Moore had that's a what ton I was gonna of wins. That's what uh, I was going to say him. Yeah. Uh, innovative guys, like guys that – uh like offensive coordinator type, you know. Well, you know when they get up, well, like like levels. Hal Mummy, yeah. he was he was oh, instrumental yeah. in the air raid uh, with uh, Art Bryles. School coach, yeah. Yep. Art Bryles is a high school coach. Yeah. So. yeah, there's tons of dudes right yeah. now that you would not, you would say, please come to my program yeah. and turn around. Uh, but I just when I saw Marble Falls open up, I thought, you know, that's a Chris Lancaster type deal where that dude would go in there and turn it around. Yeah, absolutely. Among, a hundred other coaches. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a lot of gr- there's a lot of great coaches out there, especially in Central Texas, and we've had such a fun time all season long covering all these schools and all these coaches, all these teams. It's been really fun so far, and again, the most exciting time of the year starting with the Texas high school football playoffs. I can't wait to see it play out. Yes, sir. Y'all go out and watch a game. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thursday, Friday, and report Saturday. to us, like email us, send us send us pictures, send us yeah. stats, send us anything. Just email us your stats. And inter- interact with us. We'd love to have you know stats and information, just talking points, and just let us know that you're 
you're, you're listening and that you're interacting with us. We'd really, really appreciate that. But yeah, stay safe out there this weekend. A lot of great games coming up. Just let us know where you're going. Let yeah, us know on social media. Retweet our Twitter page. Yes, absolutely. We'll we'll retweet all the game scores and all the game times and all that uh, as well on our Twitter page at CTFP Podcast. We're also on Instagram with the same handle at CTFP Podcast. Also like a, like our Central Texas Football Podcast page on Facebook. And again, you can email us uh, CTFP Podcast at gmail.com. And again, we want to appreciate you guys for again tuning in to this very long uh, by district preview. And we really, really do appreciate it. Want to give another shout out again uh, to Curtis Quillen for joining us on the Pickums and to David Smoke as well uh, for joining us uh, on the show as well today. And any parting words, Kenny? Uh, go out and watch some football, and it's just going to get better next week. Yes, sir, absolutely. We'll get, we'll bring you the coverage week by week until the state championships are over and the season is done. So thanks again for tuning in again to the By District Preview right here on the Central Texas Football Podcast. Uh, for Kenny Heath, I'm Ryan Fox. We'll talk to you next week as we preview the area round of the playoffs. Kings of the school, man, where the boys are fall. Turn and face the stars and straps, it's Batman.